This is the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, episode number 306. Hey there, Red Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a health healthier plant-based lifestyle. You started to do a little jig of sorts. <laughs> what was that about? I'm, I'm standing today. I normally sit. That threw me off. That threw me off my intro game. My hip was hurting, so I thought I would stand, and now I've been standing for a while, so I thought I'd That dance. was really unusual that you would stand during a podcast. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, uh, I am one of your hosts, Vicki. And this is Dancing Larissa. <laughs> In today's episode of the Vegetarian Zen Podcast, we are joined by Marley McMillan, who is the founder and creative director of Namely Marley, a blog focused on providing resources for healthy lifestyles, creative living, and healthy vegan recipes. She's also the director of the Chopped Conference and host of the Chopped Podcast. And she does have another podcast, actually, the Namely Marley Podcast. I That's think she right. said that was a little bit... Uh, on hiatus, but I think she's going to be picking it up again pretty soon. Namely, Marley is a busy woman. She is a busy woman. She's, she's just a very released... nice busy woman. She's a very nice... <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, she just released a book earlier this month, April 9th to be specific, called The Everything Vegan Meal Prep Cookbook, which we do have a copy of right in front of us. That's and it's right. an awesome book. It is an awesome book. Lots of good recipes. I can't wait to try some of them. Absolutely. But before we get into our interview with Marley, let's talk about today's sponsor. All right. Today, we are going to talk about Plan to Eat. Now, this is an app that Larissa and I have talked about in the past that kind of saved us a little bit of headaches <laughs> because uh, it's a meal planning app and meal planning is a big challenge for us. It still is. We're going to, I mean, we're going to be very transparent about that. It still is. But this app helps take a little bit of that edge, a little bit of that sting off of it for us <laughs> because there's a meal planner and there's also a way you can organize recipes, very easy to import recipes from other sites. A lot of times, you know, I used to just bookmark and had a ton of bookmark of Oh, you of should recipe. see my Evernote. Oh, You should yeah. see my Evernote recipes folders. I have good recipes, recipes to try, um, okay recipes. It's, it's a mess. Yeah, but this app, all you have to do is you just add a bookmark, one bookmark, the plan to eat import. And when you find a recipe you like, you just click on that and it uploads it to your plan to eat planner. And not only that, but if you schedule it for your upcoming week as as one of the meals that you planned to make, it will import all of the ingredients into your shopping list. And that shopping list we use quite a bit. We do. Even when we don't use the calendar to actually plan recipes, you can add add things to that shopping list manually. So we use that for, you know, as, as we think of things throughout the week that we may need, we'll add them to there. And then if we do a shipped order, I'll just kind of like, you know, copy them over to our shipped or, or however that works. Shipped so. is, by the way, for those who aren't familiar, uh, the grocery delivery is awesome. It is awesome. <laughs> but uh, what's great about Plan to Eat is very flexible. So you have actually the opportunity to create multiple lists. So we have like, for example, a Trader Joe's list mm -hmm. and we have our local uh, store list and mm -hmm. separately our local grocer. Uh, so it makes it very easy to manage that as well. So to sign up for a 30-day free trial, please visit plan to eat.com forward slash ref or like reference ref forward slash vegetarians and we will have that link in the show notes all right are we ready to get into our interview with marley mcmillan yes i'm excited 
Okay, let's bring on Marley. Welcome to the show, Marley. Hey, thank you for having me. You're welcome. Yes, I'm so glad to be here. Yes, and you know, as we were talking a little bit before we started recording here, uh, I am sure we have copied out to one of your links in the past, to your recipe links in the past. Uh, so I was really excited to hear that you had this new uh, cookbook coming out, which we are definitely going to get to uh, talking about in a second. But tell us a little bit about yourself for folks who aren't very familiar with you yet. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, first of all, thank you for linking out to my site. I really appreciate that. Um, I, uh, you know, I have a background in business. My 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 undergraduate degree is in business. My master's degree is in business, and I was kind of like in the business pathway. <laughs> and I, I really did actually. I, there's a lot of things I love about uh, you know working in a corporate environment, but I did, you know, my it got more and more toxic where I was working, and it seemed like. Uh, you know, I had kind of my career was all focused in this one area. It was kind of healthcare focused uh, on the healthcare management side, and I I don't know. I, it was it was time to make a, a big leap and make a change. And I I felt this desire for something better in my life, something different in my life for so long. And so I just took the leap and I I started. You know, I had this blog. I started and I'd kind of been working on the side a little bit. And it's my site's called Namely Marley, and so. Uh, it was just time, and I, I I took the leap, and I I love recipes. I've loved cooking for such a long time, and uh, I I actually went through the Ruby Plant Based Pro certification to kind of better understand cooking and health and nutrition, and all from a plant based perspective. So I, I really you know it's been it started out as a passion project just to kind of start sharing recipes, and now now it's turned into what I do for a living, and I love it. That's awesome, and it's funny because I was. I was mentioning earlier that we have a very similar path, and I also had an MBA, although my undergraduate oh. was in music, but I had an yes. MBA as well and was in the corporate world for 20 years before I, I actually got laid off. And uh, I also took the Ruby course, which was really, really cool. Yeah. It's a great program, isn't it? It is. And yeah. I never thought I would really like cooking, but there was something very peaceful about it that just when you know all, all the chopping techniques and all yes. of that stuff you learn, it was very almost meditative for me to get. No, I just feel like we spend so much of our time in uh, sitting or in front of the computer. There's just something about being in the kitchen. It's you know like you're moving around, you're smelling ingredients, you're moving your hands. I don't. There's something healing about it. I think definitely. Yeah, and I got to eat some good food. <laughs> everybody's happy then what was your do you recall what your favorite thing to make was you mean um in the earlier ruby in course? my life uh in the ruby course that you took oh uh, you know i really liked the international section i liked a lot of those programs um but i love the international uh segment that we went through but uh, then again we also did that uh, area where we worked with um oh gosh i gotta think of the name of it now it's the um wheat meat you know? Oh yeah. No. Yeah. That must've been like one of the little sub because we didn't do any wheat meat in the, in the, um, it might have been one of the little sub classes or something that was, yes. that was, that was part of that. The, the thing that I recall the most was the, um, pho, the soup. Yes. And that, cause I, when I first saw that recipe, I thought, okay, there is no way I can do that. And then you did it? And then I did it, yeah. And now, granted, Yay. it could have been a little bit better, but it it, it was good. Really, it looked really <laughs> – I, I thought, okay, I could have done this next time in this 
this next time a little bit better. But isn't it a great feeling though when you see something when you try a recipe like that and you're actually intimidated <laughs> and then you're like oh wait like I did this yeah, yeah yes I also like the knife sharpening that's probably the thing I use the most because I didn't realize that you're supposed to sharpen your knife every time you use it so and you're like just caring for it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh you know my husband still will put the knife in the dishwasher and I'm always uh, grabbing it out does of there that. she doesn't do that with mine so I got a separate <laughs> one just after, during the class because ours were so they're not they're not great knives are standard set but then for this course i specifically brought uh bought some knives and nice. uh yeah those don't go in the dishwasher uh -oh. <laughs> and i don't use those either she keeps saying oh you can use my knives no i don't want to take it i don't want to no no nope, i'm just gonna use good. my old my old uh, knives <laughs> gotcha <laughs> well marley you had a new cookbook that came out earlier this month on the 9th i believe and it is available uh, already on on uh, amazon now yep and that is the everything vegan meal prep cookbook and you know what i left you a review on this cookbook oh already. thank you very much sure. I appreciate that. <laughs> uh, because let me tell you what i really appreciated about this we've got a stack of cookbooks downstairs and I'm going to be honest, I think, and I don't think we're unique in this way. A lot of those recipes, maybe we pull out one or two things and we make those every now and then, and maybe we don't make them for years later. But what I really loved about yours, these were not far out ingredients. Yes. They were things you can make on a daily basis, realistically. Well, okay, let me explain because I I live in the Midwest. I'm from Missouri. I've lived here all my life. I've lived in different parts of Missouri, but you know, I'm I'm just Midwest. And I think when I first started going vegan, I definitely and when I especially when I started doing recipes, I was throwing every ingredient I could find. I, I really liked doing the exotic things, but I have just come to this place. I feel like there's probably some conflict in the vegan community about this, but you know what, if I can find vegan cheese at, at the grocery store and I can find these vegan products that make my recipes easier, I'm going to use them. And so I kind of wanted to express this. Like, I actually have thought about times where I would, I would have write, want to write the book called The Walmart Vegan, where, you know, there's so many vegan products at, at these stores nowadays. And so why don't we, you know, have those in our recipes as well? That's what I think. <laughs> yeah. And I, Larissa is very picky about She's much more picky. I will. Tr There's only maybe two or three vegetables and maybe a fruit or two that I I don't like. But Larissa's very picky. But when she I, says I eat like a six year old. <laughs> <laughs> but, but when I look through your um, cookbook, I mean, there's just a lot of. Like I said, they're just Larissa calls it food, food, food. Like when when you get like the way out ingredients that yes. I don't like food, food, food. And the, the tiny little portions on the huge plate with the drizzly stuff and yeah, <laughs> he doesn't dig that. I like no, any more food, less drizzle, please. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> or food I, and drizzle is good too. <laughs> but when I look at yours and the pictures you even have, you know, within the book, it it looks like again. It's real food. Doable. Yeah, it looks like real food. <laughs> yeah, we we eat a lot of this food. My husband is one of those people that has like a super metabolism. He can just eat a lot. So uh, we we eat a lot of. I mean, we come up with these recipes, and we love to just like um, 
eat the same things over and over, or we'll, we're going to go through these phases where we fix a bunch of different things. But uh, yeah, we love these kind of staple foods. Like, you know, I get just thinking of things like, you know, beef stroganoff as an example. We use um, vegan garden that has those, you know, those uh, meat pieces and they, they, they taste delicious. And we put those in and make a stroganoff. And it's kind of like the food I probably ate before I went vegetarian. And, Mm -hmm. and I really love it. It's so savory and comfort food focused, I guess. Well, and I think that helps people too, when they do, when they transition, even if it's not to vegan, but you know, even vegetarianism to, to see that they're, they're not really giving up so much. It's just tweaking a little bit. You know, exactly. And I think about, you know, like today I, I have a diet that I have, I eat a lot of healthy foods. And, um, but when I first, I feel like it's been this long, slow transition, you know, like when I, when I first went vegetarian, I ate just so much junk. It wasn't even funny, <laughs> but you know, it's been this long, slow transition. And I still, what I try to do is on Monday through Friday, I try to eat pretty healthy. And then on the weekends, if I want to have nachos. You know, I put my vegan cheddar cheese. <laughs> on it and I, I I just eat I try to relax on the weekends that way I have it all yeah so uh, your book focuses on a lot there's a lot of recipes the first couple of chapters actually chapter two talks a little bit about meal prepping and yes. this is something I think that is a challenge for everyone no matter wh- what lifestyle and what kind of eating whether even if they're still eating meat to if they're vegan I think this can be very challenging for a lot of people. Uh, And in your book, you say, when meal prep and veganism join forces, they become a dynamic duo. Uh, Can you explain a little bit about what you mean about that? By that? Yes. I I actually think that vegan and meal prepping work really well together. And I should just explain what I mean by meal prep, because I think some people look at it differently. But what I look at it as is mostly batch cooking, Mm -hmm. where you'll make uh, several recipes at a time. And then you have, you know, your recipes for the week already ready, and you just heat them up and cook them throughout the week. But I think vegan and meal prepping work so well together because, uh, you know, for example, if you're you're making a vegan lasagna, and maybe, you know, maybe you've got some other recipe that you're making. Um, the thing is, uh, I use veggie crumbles in that. And you don't have to pre-cook um, veggie crumbles. They come cooked. So it's like, you know, when you're making lasagna, the very first thing you have to do is cook the meat or whatever. You don't have to do that with vegan meal prepping because it's already cooked. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes, I think. And I think that's true about a lot of vegan uh, foods is that the prep is less. Yes. So, and, and, and you can prep uh, thing like if you cook meat and you want to use, if you cook meat on a Sunday and you want to use it on Friday, that's not such a good thing. Yeah, but exactly. as the vegan ingredients, if it's more vegetables or, or grains, you know, they last longer. Oh, great point, Larissa. I love that. Yes. And, um, you know, I, I feel the same way. Like if you're, you know, if you want to have rice, um, now you can buy pre-cooked rice. You don't even have to make your own rice. It's like they come in those little packages or you can use cauliflower rice from the freezer section if you don't want right. to make your own. So I, yeah, I agree with you. We have so many options. One of the things we had meant, we had talked about with you earlier was that uh, our first book ebook is coming out within the next few weeks, I would say. Right, Larissa? <laughs> yes, please. I'm excited. <laughs> and uh, it's the, our focus is going to be on bootables or the you know, some people call them nourish bowls or hippie yes. bowls, sunshine bowls, macro bowls, different different terms for that. But one of the things we really loved about that is that it very similar to your approach 
to meal prepping, this really helped us with uh, balance, not only just prepping, so you have like batch cooking, you have rice and beans and different things you can mix and match, but also with variety and then also with healthy balance because I don't think that I thought much about balancing out grains and vegetables and that kind of thing and you still don't want to give it that's when it can become a little overwhelming i think is when you're you give it you have to think through it too much you know and when you as opposed to if you just kind of take care of some of that stuff up front it kind of it can help you throughout the week oh definitely and i to me there's nothing more satisfying than sitting down the dinner with a nice big bowl of food yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the cleanup is so simple oh yeah exactly especially you know like my we make a lot of this uh one of the recipes in the our book is the uh, it's a burrito basically but it's made with black beans and brown rice and it's got a little bit of corn and a little bit of potatoes believe it or not in there as well and we have that in our our fridge probably every day of the week you could come by today and there's some in our fridge right now and so you know my husband he'll throw it into a, a tortilla but i put it in uh, i either top it with some salad or have some rice on the bottom and so yeah it's it's that's another thing i think would be really great about your bowl roast your bowl book is that it's very flexible you could do a lot so much with it yeah one thing you said in your book also is that when you meal prep is there, there's less stress around food i can't tell you how stressful we were before we started some of this, mm -hmm. this mindset, it's very stressful. You're always yes. thinking about, okay, now what are we doing? What are we doing? And it's so easy to go, oh, let's just order a pizza. Or let's just, you know <laughs> I what I mean? Know. It's, it's so easy. Yeah, to you, you start planning dinner right after breakfast. <laughs> no, it's like food's constantly on your mind that way. But if you've already got several meals just made and ready to go, you just go heat it up. It's so nice. Right. One of the other things you mentioned in your book, and I really like this when you, I think it was toward the intro where you're talking a little bit about yourself and, and kind of your uh, view of, of veganism. And you, you talk about being a secular vegan. Yeah. I like that. I had not really heard that. But as I read a little bit more, you were describing about how it seemed very in line with vegetarian Zen in that yes. you don't really think about it as a dogma yeah You're just more focus on the positive aspects of being a vegan Can well you i came up that? with that term because i was i was trying to think of the best way to describe myself as a vegan because i i feel like i've seen a lot of people who are more dogmatic and i i just don't feel that way myself and i i would have so many people who would come to me and they would talk about their experience either trying to go vegan and how they felt guilty, like really incredibly guilty about, I don't know, like on the weekend they had some ice cream or something. And then they felt like they had to totally give it up at that point. And mm -hmm. so I heard somebody talking about Buddhism, to be honest, and they described themselves as a secular Buddhist, that they, they practiced Buddhism, but they weren't dogmatic or, you know, into the religion side. And I thought, Oh, that's it. That's how I, that's, that's me. I'm a, I'm a secular vegan. I, I really, I really jive really well with, uh, you know, no meat, no, no eggs and no dairy. That works really well for me, but I don't worry about, I mean, I know some people really are very concerned about honey. It, that doesn't bother me. I, I, I'm not, I know some people are also very concerned about granulated sugar of all things. And, uh, you know, I, I may choose to reduce sugar in my diet because, you know, it's, it's processed sugars are probably not so great for you. That'd be a, you know, but as, it's also very easy and cheap and it's readily available. So I, I just feel like there's got to be a more compassionate 
side of veganism that's also compassionate to humans as well mm -hmm. as compassionate to animals. I know I have used that exact phrase. As well. Yes, yes <laughs> she has. Yeah, that is because, you know, I, when we do encounter every now and then, you know, that type of yes. uh, vibe, I, I say the same thing. I say, wait a minute, compassion doesn't just stop with animals. It's, right. it's got to be to every, every living thing. Right. Yeah. right. Another term that I heard on your, or I, I'm sorry, I read in your book was VB6. I had yeah. never heard that term before. So vegan before six. I think that's Mark Bittner was his name. I'm not sure. He's a, a, a writer who talked about going VB6 for a while, which was, yeah, uh, he would be vegan before six, or sometimes I would think it'd be vegan after six or whatever. But it's, I love this idea that people can be flexible with their vegan diet and I heard somebody else who said that they would be vegan most of the time, but then when they traveled or when they went out to eat, they would they would choose to eat differently. I think these different approaches are pretty amazing. Yeah, I think it helps people because not getting sucked into that all or nothing mindset. Right. Because I think that's the thing that turns a lot of people off. Even when they, they're thinking about just going more plant-based, I think, oh, I can never have a hamburger again. Mm -hmm. Well, if you look at it that way... <laughs> Exactly. Probably not going to um, probably not going to uh, try. You're not going to succeed, and you're not going to be happy if you if you try it. Yeah. yeah. Look, I mean, like, who is the committee that gets to decide whether you get to use that label vegan or not? Mm -hmm. You know, there's no committee, and what mm -hmm. and it. If there was, what would they be looking for? Do you have to be ninety-one percent vegan? Ninety percent. I mean, if I, you know what I'm saying? What is what is the number when I can officially use that title? I don't think there is one, and I think it's too it's too ridiculous to make up some. Yeah, some uh, yeah. We, you know, we have a closed Facebook group, the Peas and Carrot Society. What up, guys? And, uh, 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 and they. I, so we have three questions that you have to answer before you're allowed into the group because we want to make sure, you know, that we're not getting spammers or people that yes. are uh, not really jiving with the vibe there. And one of the questions we ask is, you know, how, how did you hear about us? A lot of them come from the podcast. And then when we ask, you know, we say this is a no bully zone and are you willing to respect others' views and, and no matter, even if they differ from your own, that kind of thing. I, Usually you just expect a yes or whatever, but I usually get like several sentences from people talking about how they're, they quit other groups, other vegan or plant-based groups because they couldn't take that. They couldn't oh. take the judgment or they asked a question about honey and they got just berated, you know, by negative comments or, oh. you know, things like that. And I just think that, you know, we're, we, ha we just have to remember, we're all trying to do the best we can, you know, oh. I think without, without beating your own chest, trying to help somebody else along is definitely going to go much further than just trying to, um, you know, shun them or shame them into mm -hmm. to doing something. Oh, I agree. It hurts my heart a little bit to think about that, that, you know, we, yeah. we get so passionate. I, I totally understand it because I am passionate about my vegan diet as well. It's just, I think there's like a, a spot where it starts to creep into your identity and then it's, it's, and I, I also understand that we also want to belong. So there's this kind of sense of belonging that comes. And mm -hmm. so, you know, it's understandable that it happens. But at the same time, I, I choose myself to be a very inclusive. 
I, I'm, I love for anybody that's curious about a vegan diet, even if they just want to try it one day a week or one meal a day, it's even great too. Uh, I just think the more we can encourage people to uh, have a vegan diet or vegan meals or vegan, you know, just somehow be a part of this vegan community. I, I would love it. So you have a couple of podcasts yourself, correct? I do. Yes. I have the Chopped podcast where I talk mostly to food bloggers, so people who are on the business side of food blogging and how how you can do it and what you know. I, I talk to successful food bloggers about the the work that they're doing. You know, it's a very tricky business. It's it's because it's probably so new. It's mm-hmm. really difficult to understand um, everything that's involved with food blogging. It's a very time intensive, uh, work focused. Um, endeavor. And so I, I talk with other food bloggers and we, you know, we have a good time talking about what, what works and what doesn't work for food blogging. <laughs> it's called the chop podcast. <laughs> well, I know we have some food bloggers in our, in our community. Oh, good. So we'll make sure that we link out to your podcast. So, um, you know, they can check you out. I love it. And then on, on Namely Marley, that's my site, and I have a podcast there. I don't do as much with that one, although I do have plans for moving forward in that in the future. But mostly there I've interviewed other people in the vegan or health-focused community about you know what's, what's going on uh, as far as protein with vegan diets. Uh, that seems to be a popular topic or um, you know, just different people that have different perspectives on veganism. It's been interesting. And is that one called Namely Marley? The Namely Marley podcast, yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, I did have a, a, you know, a focus on names for a while. I would love to talk to people about. So I actually, you know, I've entered, interviewed people like Victoria Moran um, and, you know, people like that. And I, I love talking to people about their names, too. I don't know why. That's why I really like your name, Larissa. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you too, Vicki. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> um, Let's talk about what else you have on your on your website. Great, I have uh, you know mostly I'm focused on vegan recipes on my site, and I you'll notice when you go there that I I really have a focus on those vegan comfort foodie. I'm really focused on easy recipes. Probably my early on recipes were not quite so easy, but ever since I went through that Ruby course, I. I really have a much better understanding, I feel, of how to represent a recipe with fewer ingredients and get the, you know, that outcome like that you want. That's I love I love cheese, I'll be honest. And so I do a lot of vegan cheeses and I love that melty, you know. <laughs> okay, so what I gotta ask you about okay. that is one of the biggest things that that keeps me from eating more vegan. I don't know that I would ever completely identify as vegan, but I will say that there are days without even thinking about it that I do eat vegan. But one of the things I just cannot, I have not been able to find is a good uh, vegan cheese. And I'm, not, I'm totally open to making my own, but I'd love mm-hmm. to hear a little bit about, so you make your own? Um, actually, no, I, I do mostly store-bought cheeses. I do make uh-huh. my own vegan Parmesan. Uh-huh. Uh, that's pretty easy. with, And I have made my own cheeses before. I, I totally don't have a problem you know, I made vegan mozz and I made vegan uh, cheddar cheese. I really like that book by Julie Pyatt called "This Cheese Is Nuts." It's a really mm. a lot of great homemade recipes uh, for vegan cheeses. Um, but I, I, uh, I personally just buy. I don't really have an issue with store bought vegan cheeses. Like I love um, Field Roast has that those buttery uh, chow slices that I love so much. And then there's. Field, um, I'm sorry, I like 
uh, Daya, of course, and Follow Your Heart. We we use a lot of those cheeses. Um, yeah, so I, I don't I don't really have a problem with those. I know some people maybe don't like them as much, but I will tell you that um, the last I, I was vegetarian for a long time, and then I slowly made my way towards vegan. And my strongholds were mozzarella and, and milk <laughs> chocolate. Those are really the hardest things for me to give up. <laughs> have you found a good uh, vegan mozzarella? Yes, we really like Follow Your Heart. I don't know if you've tried that their mozzarella. We have it, not. It melts more like what we think, you know, mozzarella should melt like. I'm not as big a fan of the Daya mozzarella, although it's, you know, it's fine. It's just not, it doesn't have the same melt. Mm-hmm. But Follow Your Heart is really good. We like that a lot. So, Yeah, that's just a cheese aspect for me. I don't drink, we drink soy milk or almond milk, uh-huh. mainly soy milk, and we don't even drink a lot of that. I mean, we usually have, because it lasts so long, it, we yeah. usually have like one carton that for yeah, we we I don't drink I I can't just drink a glass of it, but I'll just I use it on on uh, cereal or use yes. it in cooking or you know yes. what have you. But I just just I just don't drink like I when I used to drink milk I would just drink you know glasses of milk. But since I haven't drank milk in years and and I just don't do that with with the plant milk. Yeah, I'm the same. And Larissa was addicted to milk. I was. Good drink. <laughs> And and I think that contributed a lot to her eventually getting diabetes because yeah. she drank so much uh, yeah. dairy milk that, mm-hmm. that that if it didn't if it didn't cause it completely it certainly contributed to it I'm sure it didn't help. Yeah. Is your diabetes better now that you're not drinking cow milk? Um, it no, I I still I still have issues with blood sugar. It's I'm not medicated. I'm allergic to the medication, so I can't take it. I'm not on insulin. Um, you know, it's diet and exercise, and you know, I still have a little work to do, but it's it's not totally out of control. So that's a good yeah, thing. Yeah, she, yeah, she's she's at least to the point where she doesn't have to. She can control it without medication, which is, right, right, which is a good probably. thing because the medication puts me in the hospital. Oh yeah. my goodness, that's terrible. Yeah, yeah. She's tried She's tried a couple of the medications, actually, and they both put her in the ER. I'm a big believer in science, but at the same time, I think if there's a way to not be on a medication for a long term, it's good. (laughs) Yes, definitely. You know, if you can change your diet or your exercise, like you said, I I would choose that over, over taking medicine any day. Exactly. I knew this man once that was on medicine for high cholesterol and somebody said to him, Oh, no matter, no, no, it's no wonder you have to be on high cholesterol medicine. Look at the, the junk that you're eating. And he said, um, no, I'm on high cholesterol medicine, so I can eat this junk. Oh, <laughs> that's terrible. Oh, oh, yeah. Good luck with that. <laughs> yes, exactly. <Thanks. laughs> yeah. But long term, I think they're going to come out with more studies that talk about the, you know, you it's good to not be on, on long-term medicines if you, if you can, if the, especially if there's something you can do with your diet that can make an improvement. Definitely. Right. And right. I think that exercise is a big piece of it too. Larissa and yes. I, since we will both work from home, luckily we have two dogs that will remind us when we have not taken them out. <laughs> ah, nice. You don't need <laughs> the watch to link it. Yeah, they every day. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I practice intermittent fasting. It's another way of, I, I really, I have to tell you, I love to eat. And I, I love this idea of, you know, if I, if I delay my eating, I can, I can enjoy <laughs> having a really hearty dinner. That means right. a lot. Right. Yeah. How long have you been doing that? 
actually, I started in January uh, with the intermittent fasting. I, I met my cousin for coffee and she talked about it. And I, and I had been kind of experimenting with it. It's just amazing, isn't it, how much they come out with this research. Like I used to skip breakfast and then people would be like, uh-huh. oh, we've got to have breakfast, right? It's the most important meal of the day. And uh-huh. so now it's, it's all back to skipping meals is, is okay for you. So I'm really happy about that because it, it just is so easy for me not to eat. Like I haven't eaten yet today. I just drink water. I sometimes will have a cup of green tea. I don't, I don't have anything with any flavor in it up until usually around three o'clock. And then I have my green smoothie and then right. dinner. that's what I do. <laughs> well, we've accidentally stepped into some intermittent fasting because we've, our meals have changed since I've been working from home now full time. And we usually eat our first meal later. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes noon, right? Yeah, sometimes noonish, and then yeah. we'll eat around. It depends on what we ate in the morning, but you know, usually about five or six, which is mm-hmm. good because then we don't yes. have a big meal late in the day either. But yeah. we've probably gone down from we've gone down definitely from three meals because when I was in a corporate job, it's like I had breakfast before I left, and then I came home for lunch, and then I um, had dinner when you got home in the after. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And now we kind of just, we eat when we're hungry. So yeah, that's great. That's the way to do it. And I yeah. think your body kind of give it some rest is good for, good for your body as well. And mm-hmm. I mean, rest as far as not eating. So right. Not, right. But not, not, rest as not far stuffing as yourself if you're not hungry. Right. Just because I, it's dinner time. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I have really good food around my house all the time because I'm almost always recipe testing something. So uh, for me to, I don't know, there's something about the self-discipline involved with not eating that feels pretty good too. <laughs> but then some days I get a little goofy if I don't eat right away. So ah, <laughs> yeah. a lot of it is just listening to your body too, right? I but, totally um, agree. Yeah. There's been too many times I think we force ourselves because some expert has come out with this. And I, I think you, I think, you know, you have to be the end of one. You have to really know yourself and understand what works well for you. Definitely. Yeah. Well, Marla, we've appreciated having you on the show and uh, we will have a link out to your book for sure, but where else can people find you? Well, Vicki and Larissa, I have really enjoyed talking with you today. Thank you so much for having me. Yes, people can find me. I am uh, Namely Marley, just about everywhere. And I would just want to clarify, Marley is spelled M-A-R-L-Y. There's no E. That's a common thing that people do. Um, But I'm on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram, and obviously my site, uh, all at Namely Marley. Thank you so much. Yeah, we'll make sure I have you hooked up in all the show notes. Thank you. Thank you, Marley. Thank you. I appreciate it. Bye-bye. Bye. We hope you've enjoyed this episode with Marley from Namely Marley, the author of the new book, The Everything Vegan Meal Prep Cookbook. As we mentioned a couple of times in the interview, we will have links to all of the ways you can reach out to her, including a link to her book on Amazon in the show notes. I think that does it for our episode this week. Until next time, peace out. Bye. Thanks for joining us today on Vegetarian Zen. We've created a free resource for you to show you five ways to sneak more fruits and veggies into your diet. You can download it right now by visiting vegetarianzen.com. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind. 